Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. And today we are talking about another chapter in the Law of Success series, and it is the habit of doing more than paid for. And let me tell you, if you have not read this book and you've been listening to these podcasts, just go buy the Law of Success and read it. I think it's literally 20 bucks, and it has so much knowledge in it. Like, just puts me in a good mood every time I read it. I need to read it more. Um, Just because the stories of the people and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it just runs so deep, you know, and like people have been people since the dawn of time. And it's crazy how I struggle with the same stuff that Napoleon Hill struggled with when he was making his um, book and um, a lot of other successful people struggled with. Right. Anyway, law of success series, habit of doing more than paid for. What is it? He starts the chapter with talking about love. He says, if you love your work, you can work long hours. You can do it for a long time and still be happy. There was this one quote, I think it was like on Tom Bilyeu's Instagram or something like that, where he's like, um, passion or like working. No, maybe it was Simon Sinek. I don't know. But working long hours for something you love is called passion. Working long hours for your job is called like overtime or something like that or burnout. Anyway. If you're working overtime for something you love, it's just, it's what you're doing. You know, it's your purpose, it's your mission, and you're excited about it. And it gives you energy. Like, you actually get more energy to keep going because you love what you're doing or you love who you're doing it for. Again, that's another thing. When we get clear on your why, I think it's Darren Hardy who said your why can be a couple of different things. It can be why you're doing something, who you're doing it for, what you're doing, or how you're doing it. So some people just have a commitment to excellence. They do things in an excellent way. That can be their why. It can be what they're doing, who they're doing it for, or why they're doing it, which I thought was pretty cool Cool when Darren Hardy talked about that. I think that book's called The Entrepreneurship Roller Coaster. But regardless, Napoleon Hill, back to the topic, in this chapter starts with love because if you love your work, you can do it for a really, really long time, long hours, consistently, not receive a bunch of money for it and be happy versus doing something you don't like, receiving a bunch of money for it, not being able to do it for a long time, and then um, just having money, but losing your happiness, losing your soul. And uh, what is it if a man, this is a paraphrase of the Bible, forgive me, because I don't know the um, quote, but what good is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul, right? So you don't want all the money in the world and then to be doing something that you hate because you will be miserable and all that money will mean nothing because as soon as we get past Maslow's first hierarchy of needs, which is, you know, food, water, shelter, and I think safety's in there too, you really don't need money anymore. At that point, money's about realizing it's a tool to realize your vision, which is typically giving back to others. So you need to find out your unique way that you're giving back to others. Again, that's the whole theme of this podcast, living the dream. I think that's a big part of your dream life. What are you put here to do? So figure that out, figure out what you love doing, go do it for a really long time. And 
a quote to exemplify this is that in the in the chapter napoleon hill says a man is most efficient and will work and will more quickly succeed when engaged in work that he loves or work that he performs in behalf of some person whom he loves so again a man is most efficient or woman and will more quickly succeed when engaged in work that he or she loves or work that he or she performs in behalf of some person whom he or she loves. So you're either doing it for somebody you love or you're doing it because you love it. And that's how you can make sure that you can work for a long time consistently and get energy from it. So in doing more than um, paid for, it's also, I like to think of it in the entrepreneurial way, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be kind gestures. It can be kind words. It can be showing up for people when you don't need to show up for people. Um, so I say entrepreneurship for the sake of impact, not money, because I love entrepreneurship, but it could be living life for the sake of impact and not money. If you were to lead a life of impact, what would it look like? What would change? Would you go to your job every day? How do you go to your job? I, it's really big in the Christian community. And I, I don't like this at all. I think a lot of us live in fear fear of our inability to produce income. So we work jobs that we don't like and we think it's normal because everybody's doing it. But I honestly think that's sinful. I think it's sinful because you're living in fear. Like if you had all the money in the world, that's not what you would be doing, which means you have a fear of not being able to provide for yourself or not trusting God to provide for you. So you work a job so you can provide for yourself or so somebody else can provide for you which is wild. You're not providing for you. God's not providing for you. Somebody else is providing for you. Granted, if you're living in alignment with God's word, that job can be God's provision. Maybe that job is God's provision for that moment. But I think God often calls us to scarier things than a stable salary. That's what I think. And I think if you're not being challenged in your life, you're probably not living into God's call fully. And so Obviously, entrepreneurship isn't always the answer, but business is a great way to impact people. That's really what it is. And when you lead a life of impact, you start to see problems, and then you start to think, how can I create systems to solve that problem? And that's really all the business is, a system to solve a problem, and it receives compensation for that service. That's it. So doing more than you're paid for, entrepreneurship for the sake of impact, leading a life for the sake of impact, not money not to get love from other people, but to give love to other people. The last thing I want to talk about in this chapter that I saw from Napoleon Hill, you should go read the book because I cannot cover everything in these short little episodes. I'm rereading the book. So as I think of new, um, new episodes to post, I will post them. But the first series is just an overview of each chapter. So he differentiates between failure and temporary defeat. Napoleon Hill on his journey to writing the law of success and creating this whole course, this whole curriculum met a lot of adversity and he wasn't getting paid for it. It wasn't really impacting people yet. And he spent years and years working on it before it was impacting people before he was getting paid for it. His family told him to um, basically quit and get a salary job. His parents and his in-laws, I think that's what they are, told him to quit and get a salary job. So he had his wife against him, had his children's grandparents against him. He had some friends against him. He had some friends who were for him and he kept his resolve despite all that, but he increased his work ethic because he realized the people he loved 
were struggling because of his choices. So he needed to make something happen. And because he wasn't making stuff happen immediately, he was feeling like a failure, which is something I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially myself, deal with. It's like when we're not generating revenue, when we're not able to take care of the things we um, are told we need to take care of, it gets really difficult to feel successful. But one of uh, Napoleon Hill's mentors, I guess you could say, some dude in the book he was talking to, I forget the name. You can go read the chapter if you want uh, the name, but he tells him that no man is a failure who creates a single idea, much less an entire philosophy that serves to soften the disappointments and minimize the hardships of generations yet unborn. I think this is so cool that this man told Napoleon Hill this because here I am reading his book, getting excited, applying the principles to my life, and then telling you about the principles. And Napoleon Hill thought he was a failure at the time of creating this book. And now, softening the disappointments and minimizing the hardships of generations yet unborn. Here I am, years later, like decades later, reading this book, having my disappointments softened and my hardships minimized because of the principles in this book. So I think that's really cool that in the entrepreneurial journey, you can think you're a failure. Uh, but what you're doing, if it, you have a heart to impact people, it will spread so far, way past you. Like this is, this is legacy. Like Napoleon Hill has legacy because he led with impact his whole life. And he was really passionate about that. I just think that's real cool. That man was differentiating between failure and temporary defeat. Yeah, sure. It looked like the bottom of the ninth and um, Napoleon Hill's life seemed like it was over. It looked like he was about to lose. He had no money. He was struggling. It looked like he was going to have to throw in the towel. But that was the first game of a very long season. So, yeah, he may have lost that game, which is you can relate it to a year or whatever. He may have lost the next game. He may have lost the next game. But ultimately, he started winning games. He started figuring it out. And um, now his team is still winning games to this day because of the book he wrote, because of the work he put in, which I think is really cool. Hope that metaphor didn't break down for you guys. But where has this shown up in my life doing more than I'm paid for? I would say almost with all of my entrepreneurial ventures because I haven't been paid for a lot of, I got paid a little bit as a realtor and that's kind of entrepreneurship. But like I'm wholesaling real estate, haven't been paid for that yet. The Creative Dealmakers Mastermind, haven't been paid for that. I've been coaching people kind of one-on-one, -on -one, did some free clients, haven't gotten paid for that. And so... I consider myself um, a failure for a long time. In fact, it still pops in my head. Now, I think failure is, um, again, it is temporary defeat. Like you fail, you learn, you fail, you learn, you fail, you learn, you pivot, you figure it out, right? And obviously coaches can speed up the success process and help you circumvent some failures, but they're character building. They really are. The persistence that it takes to be successful happens after choosing to continue post-failure. So that's where it showed up in my life, continuing with the podcast, going daily with it. Whereas like, I thought I was going to go daily and have like hundreds of people listening to this podcast. Um, and I still get like five to 10 views an episode and I'm like 200 episodes in. Granted, I post daily. So that's only like six months, right? Post daily for 10 years, post daily for 20 years. I think the story will look a lot different. <laughs> but what if it doesn't? What if I posted daily for 20 years and there's still 10 to 12 views per episode? I was like, am I going to stop? No, no, I'm not. That is the goal, to post daily for the rest of my life, to help people live their dream life. So that's where it showed up in my life, I would say mainly with the podcast and basically with every 
entre entrepreneurial uh, venture that I've done. And I would say that's why I've shifted my focus to revenue because I would like to start getting paid um, for some of the stuff I do. But kind of the, the legacy piece is like, yeah, I'm going to help people live their dream life. And so that's happens through the podcast, happens through my time and energy, happens through building businesses with people, happens through many ways. And I'll get paid for some of it and I'll never get paid for other parts of it. And that's okay with me. So, um, yeah, that's that. Where do I want it to show up in my life? I would say continuing the podcast and um, I would say good deeds for people. So outside of entrepreneurship, where it's like add value, add value, add value, then receive value back entrepreneurship, I think this is baseline doing more than you're paid for. Like in entrepreneurship, you need to give somebody $10,000 of value and ask for a thousand. You need to give somebody a hundred thousand dollars of value and ask for 10,000. And that's how you keep a business running. Like people are so ecstatic and they feel like what you're giving them is worth so much. And they're getting such a deal that they um, continue to do business with you. And so that's where I wanted to show up in my life, business in general, but also in life, um, outside of business, which they're pretty intertwined, but outside of like the systems I create to uh, maximize impact, I want to do it in the little things like showing up for people when they need me to show up or being kind to people, saying a kind word, complimenting them, recognizing them, seeing them when they're hurting, stuff like that. Like you're not paid for that stuff, but you also are enjoy happiness and just a fulfilling life. So business, you know, systems that provide more value. Um, and then personal life, just showing up for people. That's where I wanted to show up in my life. And how can you apply it to your life? I think start showing up for the people you love uh, in ways that, you know, they don't expect you to. And you're not paid to do. There you go. And that's how you can start doing more than you're paid for. Also, think about entrepreneurship. Think about leading a life of impact. There we go. There it is. Just go ahead and lead a life of impact. Because when you lead a life of impact, you're focused on how have I made this person's life better as opposed to what money did I receive, which means you're always going to be doing more and then the money's going to catch up. So that's how I think you can apply it to your life. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes and make sure to A, Apply this to your life, but also send this episode to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and check out the Creative Dealmakers Mastermind, where we are making creative deals happen that will take people towards their dream life. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.